Welcome to another game of Who Did It? We Did It. We ask the hardest of them with answers by the smartest of them. I'm your host, Biz Poplar. Let's introduce our contestants. Dr. Jackie is a host on Stinker Madness and a lover of dogs and a good book. Hello, Dr. Jackie. Thanks, Biz. It's great to be here. And he is a part-time author and full-time writer of podcast intros. Let's welcome her husband, Justin. I'm ready to play this, you. And last but not least, he's a lover of sandwiches and inspires to be a time traveler. It's Sam. Thanks for having me, Biz. I assume this is just like Jeopardy. Let's get started. First question. He was the first to make that which is used primarily by them. Nikolai Tesla. Correct! Yes! In your it! Next question. They put those in that back then. The Spanish Inquisition. That's the them! What? If you want to play, you, you'll need to hit that. I'm not sure what's going on. Next one. She was in him, but he was into no one. Uh, President Lincoln. Incorrect! Meredith Baxter Burney. No! Carl Lewis. Oh, so close. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. This game does not make any sense at all. That's your second warning, you. If you want to speak, you'll need to do it. You. This game does not make any sense at all. Incorrect. It makes perfect sense to me. You know what that is. It's time for final this. Contestants, here's this week's prize. It's a trip to there. This week's winner will spend a week enjoying the sands of it, enjoying a soak in the jetted one of those. He, she, they will be pampered by them, while one of those is doing that to your inner them. And you'll be able to see all of whatever from behind the that of a new one of those whichevers. I've got to tell you, This is the stupidest thing I've ever had. That's correct. You've won the it. What? That's great. I don't even know what I did. I want to thank everyone at us and everyone watching this. We really love whomever. This is Biz Poplar reminding you to spay and neuter your those and thems. Welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, is Sam and Jackie, the these and those of the this. Jackie, how are you today? This is good. And Sam, the sandwich man. He is that? Which is those. Yes. The movie, yes. This, the movie this week is she, which is a pronoun. Uh, it stars Sandal Bergman, and we will be, uh, we'll be guesting... Torn Atkinson from the now-defunct Caustic Soda podcast and the now-not-defunct Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, the West Canadia band that will come down and talk to us about. Anyways, as we uh, usually do it each week, 
we've got some streaming do's and don'ts, so let's get into them. Starting out with On Stars, Jackie and I watched this, starring Piper Parabu and... Uh, Parabo. Parabo? Piper Parabo? I think it's Parabo. Parabo? I don't know. Piper Parabo. She's the coyote ugly, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And uh, Lena Headey, the uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones. And... Uh... She's in the 300 as well. Yes, she yeah. is. Yeah, she's uh, Gerard Butler's wife. And she's in the drug dealer bad guy in the new Judge Dredd that wasn't really that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting around, man. She's been around the whole time. She's been man. around. This was a 2005 movie. I was kind of surprised to see her. Uh, I unfortunately have to say that, yes, she is. Uh, she's still a pretty lady, but she was really good looking, I'd say. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's high praise. You never talk about any of the ladies. Yeah. No, I thought I was just like, wow, that's Cersei. Yikes. Uh, so, yeah, the cave had some dudes in it as well, but they were, they, they were like, if Dermot Mulroney, Mulro- what is it? Patrick Mulroney, Dylan Dermot McDermott. Mulroney, Dylan McDermott Mulroney. Yeah. <laughs> if, if those guys are just the uh, wannabe good looking guys from every movie, there was those guys like Patrick Muldoon levels of like, God, I wish I was Dylan McDermott. Mulroney. Mulroney. <laughs> but they weren't. But they weren't. They're just they weren't dudes. even Patrick Muldoon. But they were those type of guys that you'd seen before. KV McSanderson. Can't even say any of who they were. Patrick Duffy. Uh, yeah, my, Duff I think McKagan. one of them was Duff McKagan. <laughs> Craig McCracken. <laughs> Jack Mayhoff was oh in this movie. Oh, my God. No, Jack Mayhoff is... Uh, <laughs> it might as well have been Jack Mayhoff, though. So these uh, spelunkers go into a cave to, like, spelunkle, and they go so far deep that uh, they find some uh, spooky things inside the cave. You remember this one, Jackson? Yes. Riveting commentary in- from yes. Jackie. <laughs> they turn into um, monsters. Cave dudes turn into monsters, or the cave turns. Well, into there's monsters? cave monsters in there, but if you get like attacked or like if they get into your skin, yeah, you, if you get the parasite. So they're like they swim up your pee hole, Sam. Oh, not the pee hole. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they swim up your. <laughs> okay, pee hole. well, you have to get a cut on your body in order to that for them to get into you. But same, same thing. Cave scratch fever. Yes, Cave Scratch Fever is a good way of putting this. Okay. This is Cave Scratch Fever, the movie. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Jackie. What were your thoughts on The Cave? It's kind of boring. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. The ending was, the very ending was fun when they were at the cafe at the very end of the movie. That was the only part I enjoyed. Okay. And that was 10 seconds. I'm going to give this one to do. Oh? I actually think that this was a respectable borderline sci-fi movie because like the plot could be the same plot as a sci-fi channel movie ah uh. but uh the execution i thought was quite well i especially pre- appreciated the end that jackie brings up where the whole goal of the monsters is to get out of the fucking cave so you were captivated then i was captivated that's a good he was saying. captivated by cersei's well, would yeah. you say that Cave Scratch Fever had you in a psychological stranglehold, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Was Nuge in the movie? (laughs) No, Ted Nugent was not in the movie. I'm not going to fucking watch it. (laughs) But if the Motor City Madman had came into that cave, he would have rocked it. Just comes in with a keyboard and a shotgun. Little Wango Tango. Shoots the keyboard and leaves. Doesn't save anybody. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm going to give uh, the cave a do, but uh, a barely do. It was just barely enough. Next up, we all saw this on Netflix. Paul Walker, Running Scared. I'm going to start with Sam. So, strike one on Running Scared was... It didn't have Gregory Hines or <laughs> Billy Crystal in Billy it. Billy Crystal in it. Yeah. Or what, Michael McDonald, for that what matter. What the hell is this picture about yeah, right Jesus. there? I wanted some right? smooth tones and some winks and guns. No, I uh, strike one was that it was I was supposed to be in in the description in the first six seconds or uh-huh. whatever. Sure. I noticed in the first like minute that it was going to be far too over edited for me. OK. All right. Strike two. Why did the mom's underwear have to be G string around her, like G string suspenders? Uh, Vera Farminga. Is yes. that her name? I was kind of surprised to see her in this. And this, this was a 2006 movie. This is mid uh, Paul Walker screw. She's a scream queen as well, but she didn't Is she? need the underwear. Uh, I think you were supposed to think that they're a little trashy. I have seen this yeah. woman. I have seen this woman before. The, oh, yeah, the, the, the people that live next door to you sometimes have the lady that has the underwear hanging out of your her pants and you're like, and right above it was usually the tramp stamp. I think Vera Farmingo was like, I don't want to do the tramp stamp. I'll just do the underwear. But I'll just have most of my ass out. Hanging out. Yeah. Or my underwear at least seven inches above my pant line. Yeah. Whoa, boy. It was really high. It was out there. A lot of underwear. That was like a thing back then. I think it was a thing back then. That it was like a sexy thing. To, so that people knew that you were wearing sexy underwear. <laughs> that, that you had crotch protectant <laughs> yes. from the elements. Just rip the butt out of your pants and just have the inseam. <laughs> In like case you, of the ass pants. Just turn it into chaps. Yeah. Crotch, you know... Crotch chaps, get, get, you know, keep the beef covered up, but uh, let that uh, butt out to play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she wants the butt out to play, just not the butt hole. So she's still got to cover up the uh, the old starfish, but uh, the cheeks, the cheeks yeah. are anybody can look at them and uh, Paul Walker can get uh, all over them if he so chooses. So chooses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strike three was later on when the climax was old men fighting each other poorly. Mm. So ultimately, I thought this was close, but I'm going to give it a do not. I did not like it very much. Okay, Jackson. I'm going to give it a do. Okay. Ah. I I was entertained, especially when the house blew up next door. All right. And the guy who was obsessed with John Wayne was slightly entertaining. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah, he he usually plays plays the Russian. Yeah grody guy was it was he the uh the main dog killer in john wick no i don't think so maybe okay. he was I similar i'm a young douchebag yeah you can't tell because he gets shot in the face and his face is gone yeah yeah but this one he gets shot right in john wayne's eyes yeah in his back okay spoiler alert spoil well i said that the climax was old men fighting each other poorly that's a spoiler alert as well yeah, i guess uh, okay, so you're going to give it a do. Oh, yeah. Just because of an explosion and a guy that likes John Wayne. I, I just enjoyed Paul Walker's performance. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. I will say this. I, it was a surprising performance from Paul Walker. Yeah, he did an accent. He, uh, did, he got angry. Uh, I don't know if I can think of him getting angry when it's not silly anger. Uh, it was anger, and it was believable. Uh, other than that, I'm going to give it a do not hit either. I thought for the opening six seconds that I was supposed to be in, 
I was in, and then it didn't deliver past that six seconds. I was like, whoa, this is going to get hot. And then all of a sudden, it just wading through plot. Whereas, again, John Wick, you got those six seconds of telling a story, and then it's just, from then on. And I needed, from then on in this movie and I didn't get it. The characters in the film have to do inexplicably stupid things to keep the plot going. Yes. Like, cause it revolves around this gun and they just do things that are completely nonsensical with the gun in order to keep the movie going. Yeah. Like without them just making the most insanely odd decision ever, the movie would be over. Right. I also found that the town itself is like this strange place that is the most evil land ever everybody is evil in this town every single person ever but it's not like sin city where i and i i'm not praising sin city but at least sin city paints a universe it's where everybody is evil and that actually is this is painted as this is just your normal town and everybody we run into is evil but it's still Every single person in the movie is evil. Is evil, yeah. It was just a poor job world building. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just right on the other side of the uh, the five level, the uh, right in the fence. So almost, almost there. Last but not least on stars, Warwick Davis is back, Leprechaun 4 in space. Directed by Brian Trenchard Smith and starring that one lady from Best of the Best 4. Wasn't there somebody else in it besides Warwick Davis? I thought the uh, Martian lady was somebody. No, I didn't. I thought the uh, half-man, half-robot leader of the spaceship, evil bad guy kind of guy, he looked kind of familiar, but he was basically just a shitty Udo Kier. Yeah, no, there wasn't anybody in this movie. Yeah, but uh, the leprechaun was. Some real bad special effects were like, whoa, boy, that's bad. bad CGI. He didn't even have any really good leprechaun jokes this time i I, he didn't have really any jokes and i've got a theory about this film because i recently listened to another podcast who just made their live episode or their main episode uh leprechaun 4 in space i'll give them a shout out the second class cinema podcast and uh i was listening to them and they were making some of these similar statements where it was like oh the leprechaun's doing this and the plot doesn't make any sense and they're chasing an alien and there's a marine team and I realized this is a different movie. This is the script for something else. And they were like, well, we don't have what we were going to do a leprechaun movie. Just plug the leprechaun in here because at no point in time do they say the word leprechaun ever. He is no. only described as either an alien or a monster, which is very vague. And he never rhymes, which in every single other movie, including movies moving forward, he rhymes every single one of his lines. He does not do that in this one. I think it was just eh, fucking put the leprechaun in that and let Brian Trenchard Smith direct it. It'll work. It was a complete clone of Alien. Very similar. And actually, Aliens, sorry. Yeah. Because it even starts with the same scene where they're like, the dude scene. Hey, dude. What's up, dude? Right. We're cleaning our guns. Tough, there's one and- tough woman lady that's fighting guys yeah. that also wants to bang the guys. I can see that. It's basically just Aliens. Yeah. So it could have started on dubious beginnings. Who knows where it was supposed to end up? And they just stuck the leprechaun in it, I mm-hmm. guess. I, th- I think it's a... Nah, put the leprechaun in there. We need to do a leprechaun movie. Let's put the leprechaun movie in there. Brian Trenchard Smith wants to direct film. Let's get leprechaun in there. Long story short, 
I'm still going to give this one a do. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was boring. Do not. Really? You just don't like it because it's in space, which is, you know. No, it's not that it wasn't space. It just wasn't entertaining. There wasn't any leprechaun hijinks. There weren't any him, funny uh, leprechaun jokes. Massive sized wasn't enough hijinks. That wasn't enough Him hijink. exploding out of a man's penis and then flying across the screen that wasn't was... enough hijinks for you. He blew up three times. He explodes three times. I didn't like it. He gives the middle finger via exploded hand floating through space. I didn't like it. Okay. I would say that your argument about not enough hijinks this is has been proven wrong three times now. No, I just, I didn't like it. For each time he explodes, we have made your argument incorrect. I will also say that it is the most gratuitous boobs ever. Oh, the boob shot. That was the least... Here they are. Explained boobs ever. And then she's just like, here they are. And then afterwards, one of the other characters in passing mentions that it's a death sentence to see the boobs of a royal from whatever planet. Like, Darminian or. Oh, really? Because I think you could have just left that you line out. You could have just left the line out. I do appreciate the fact in this film that uh, there's zero exposition why the leprechaun is in space. He's just in space. It's there's, just, that's where he's at right now. There's no exposition on anything. Yeah. You don't know who any of these people are, and you don't care. Nah. It works fine. Yeah. You can figure all of it. They're in space. They're on a spaceship. This leprechaun, he can do magic stuff, and he's evil. They have to shoot him. It doesn't work. It's like, okay, well, thing works itself out. Not, well, not I'm, a real head scratcher. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the next leprechaun. I'm hoping it goes back to the rhyming words and... Okay, uh, I've got some bad news about Leprechaun Five in the hood. In the hood, mm, guess who people. stars? Uh, guess who stars opposite Warwick Davis, Jackie? To make you excited about this, Captain America, motherfucking Ice T. Oh, good. Oh. Shit's gonna get real now, bitches. Well, at least we'll know that he's gonna die. No, I don't think he will because I think he's in Leprechaun Seven, back to the hood. Oh no, bitches. Oh, fuck Ice T. I am not looking forward to Leprechaun 5. Uh, I'm going to give Leprechaun 4 a don't, or I mean a do, but it is not nearly as good as Leprechaun 3 when he's in Vegas. Damn. I said do. I had okay. a lot of fun. All right. This week's wild card is back to the great superhero debate. I recently played a video game called Life is Strange, and while I don't think it's the uh, most entertaining video game in the world, I think it's one hell of a story, and it leads to this week's superpower, which is the ability... To rewind time, 30 seconds. 30 is a lot. 30 seconds. You can go back in time at any point in time, 30 seconds. But it's from the point. It's not like, oh, I get to go back to 1854 for 30 seconds. It's you rewind. Oh, shit. I said something stupid. I should have pulled a zinger right there. I'm pulling a zinger right here. And can you do it over and over again, and you just get like once per unlimited amounts of tries? So you are at a bar and you just play Groundhog Day until you hit the right pickup line. That is correct. But you couldn't be like, uh, uh, you couldn't walk into the bar and the bartender says, "Oh, dude, you you just missed it like five minutes ago. This lady was here, and wow, 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 wow." And you would be able to rewind 30 seconds, walk back into the bar, and he would say, like, you just missed it. This lady was just in here. Yeah. Wow, well, wow, wow. I mean, you like walk up to the lady, and you're like, are those Windex pants? Because I can see myself in them. Right. Did it hurt? 
What? When you fell from heaven. Do you want to see my wiener? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay. Yes, you could do that. Yeah. You could do that, but you couldn't change anything before 30 seconds. Well, that's quite useful. Yeah. All right. What about uh, the consequences? Which I guess... Like, if it keeps getting worse, you just go back to what worked out the least worse. Yeah. Okay. Like, if you get pulled over... And you try everything a hundred times, and just giving him your damn license works out the best. Mm-hmm. You end up just going with that eventually. Okay. All right. How about uh, career choices? Is this going to help you in uh, be- climb the corporate ladder or become the uh, chief so- star on screen? Or the well, I think thirty seconds. Quarterback for the Jets. Enough. Thir- I mean, quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, thirty seconds is more than enough. To- <laughs> I mean, the quarterback for <laughs> the Jets. I bet you Mark Sanchez would have liked to have some of those passes. Yeah, he would still be throwing the same pass. <laughs> it would actually be a paradox for him. He would be trapped in time. <laughs> I, can't throw I just it can't get it there. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, go you Broncos. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't like. In the course of an interview, it would be awful. You'd you'd actually. There'd be no way to use it because there's too many questions and you get tired of rewinding. But mm-hmm. I think in uh, anything where a quick decision matters, it would help out a lot. Okay. It would definitely help out in those moments when you're like, oh, no, don't say that as it's coming out of your mouth. Which happens to me a lot. Okay, you guys are focusing a lot on verbals here. What about uh, like superpowers? Like what if you were going to uh, fight evil? If you're going to fight evil, you're still just a douche and you're going to get killed. What about, uh, well, not necessarily. What if you're a bullet dodger? You just, because uh, you get, 30. even if you get shot, you're, unless it's shot right in the fucking face and your head explodes and you're dead instantly. If you John get Wick. shot in the tummy, yeah, uh, in the well, even in the heart, ah, yeah. don't get shot. You just turn to the side right as they're firing. You're I mean, a bullet dodger. You could choose to do something like that. I'd probably choose to make a career out of parlor games. Okay. So like bowling or pool or something that you could get rich at, but oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. trying the same shot until you make it. Uh-huh. You'd, but then you'd have to miss one every once in a while just to keep people convinced that you weren't superhuman. Okay. But I mean, right. you could make a... There's a variety of ways to make a very good living out of this, and that's the same thing I said with your... Uh, the ability to, to talk to sharks or whatever. Yeah. Fish. That you could become rich. Actual Anything fish man. that will make me rich as a superpower, because I'm a person... That doesn't want to get shot at. I just want cash. Mm-hmm. So this one's a seven. Okay. Jackie? I'm going to give this one an eight. Whoa. Whoa. I really liked this one. I I mean, there's just so many things that you can do with this. You have one. I'm going to throw one more curveball at you to uh, reduce your score. One con, potentially. The butterfly effect. Who fucking cares? No. Well, uh, what if uh, by... Changing things, you really change things. That's the problem is, is that just in the dubious nature of time travel, mm-hmm. you're really never, you're always 30 seconds in the past to actually make this work in terms of philosophy. The timeline isn't written until you give up rewinding. I so see. So there's not really anything. So there's no butterfly effect no, to uh, really. no chaos theory to deal with. No. no. All right. Fuck them. All right. Well, Still an eight. That's a average score of 7.5. I can't remember what the highest is, but that has got to be close. Yeah, it's it's right there. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Well, there you go. Sam, tell us about She. She was made in 1982. Ah! 
That was a girl scream. Was it? <laughs> or a she movie, yeah. Hmm. Not 1982. 1982 doesn't get a scream. Ugh. Yeah. Director Avi Nesher, a half-Russian-Israeli national, moved to the U.S. at the age of 12. He graduated high school at 16. He then went to Columbia University, that, of course, being the Ivy League institution located in New York, none of the Columbia colleges that you would get it confused with. There, he studied international relations. By 18, he was already done with that and returned to Israel to serve in the Israeli Defense Force. Now, this is things. This is where things get more interesting than they already are, because we've got we're dealing with somebody who's pretty much a super. Wait, genius. hold on. He's a. This is going to get more interesting. He's a super genius, and now in the Israeli defense system, that's not interesting enough. Yes. It's going to get more interesting. Yes. Okay. Does he go to London and punch out bad guys well, and save the world? No. I don't think so. Okay. We don't know really anything because one would think that they would have a special place for an Ivy League grad, like intelligence or something. He, sure. however, wanted a special er place, like special forces special er. That's pretty the special. The janitor. That's not special forces. That's the janitor. The Sariat Matkal is the highest elite squad in the IDF. So elite, its numbers are estimated under 200. This guy is Israeli fucking Delta Force. Holy shit. At, yeah. At 26, he directs his first film, Halahaka. Why did he Why did he stop? We'll get okay. to that. All right. Which is translates to the band. The next year... What uh, translates to the band? Wahalaka. Halahaka. Hmm. The next year, Dezengoff 99, both films have since achieved cult status in Israel. He returns to the U.S. and directs the 1982 release, She. The film being released in 1982 leaves me to believe that most of the production of the film was in 1981. In 1981, one Ronald Reagan assumes the office of President of the United States. The Iran hostage crisis was settled moments before Reagan assumes office, and later in the same year, the U.S. would start an aircraft trade embargo against Israel over the loose bombings of PLO-suspected organizations in civilian areas. This also the year that Reagan would sign the top-secret National Security Directive 17, which would, of course, be the beginning of what would eventually become the Iran-Contra scandal. Meanwhile, Israeli super commando Avi Nesher just showed up to make a movie. That's really fucking stupid, dude. What the fuck, man? Not you. The what the fuck, CIA man? Not paying attention? That's what the fuck, man? Well, he was a Ivy League grad, and he did make movies. You don't know that he goes into the special forces if you're... I don't know. What the fuck, man? But, yeah, are you really ever out of something like the Delta Force? No! Did they take a couple of breaks while making She? Would that break have started with the statement from then-director Heavy Nesher? That would have gone something a little like this. Hey, guys, take a few. I got to go do a thing. <laughs> that thing totally isn't toppling a fledgling government. We'll pick it back up on Tuesday. Also, I am totally not just here to keep an eye on your loose cannon, shitty cowboy actor president. Totally here for this movie. You guys are special. Also, get more of those long donuts with the brown on top of yeah. it. When you, We're out of those. Out I, of those. I really, maple, really like those. Maple bars. Yeah. With the proximity to Canada is fantastic. Yes. More maple bars. In the CIA's defense, they probably saw this movie and were like, that guy's totally just here making boss movies. Did you see how boss that movie was? Oh, Steve, keep an eye on our loose cannon shitty cowboy actor president. I'm not saying JFK, but I'm not not saying JFK. 
you know, keep an eye on him. Last week, he told a sandwich to let him know if any of the East German female weightlifters were single and interested in defecting. <laughs> Beyond being here most likely to spy on our loose cannon shitty cowboy actor president, Nestor made some more wacko movies, including Time Bomb with Michael Bain and Doppelganger starring Drew Barrymore. Oddly, Doppelganger had a uh, co-star, the supposed twin, was played by an East German weightlifter who was Hmm. cast as a favor to a sandwich who claimed to know the president. That part wasn't real, and Doppelganger was made in 93, so we were already, you know, out of of the Reagan. (laughs) But you can imagine. But you can imagine if it was, yeah. Sounded like a great story. Uh, Sandal Bergman is making her second visit to Stinker Madness. Her first. That's actually her third. Her third. Xanadu. I thought the Xanadu was the first. Uh, for, hell comes to Frogtown, you stupid oh, asshole. Oh, shit face. Fuck. Jesus, fuck. Well, we saw Movie Xanadu, of the Year. Xanadu before that. Yes. That was her first. Right. And then we saw Hell for, Comes to Frogtown. This is her third appearance on Stinker Madness. Well, she was one of the only people worth a shit in Xanadu. The other being Gene Kelly. Right. Well, I hope she's dancing in this one. Uh, you've seen this you've movie. seen this movie. <laughs> she kind of dances. Not really. Not really. When she's fighting. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's dance fighting. Uh, the other cast has experienced sporadic and limited careers. David Goss, who plays Tom, only has five acting credits and recently now works behind the camera on reality television shows. Harrison Mueller Jr., who plays Dick, fades out of the game by 1989. Before that, however, he was in Warriors of the Lost World. Oh, that's a classic stinger. Which I believe got a do from Stinker Madness, but I don't know that if it was strong enough to ever become an episode. Also covered by uh, the uh, Mystery Science Theater boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out for veteran actor Gordon Mitchell. Also keep an eye out for which one is your favorite adversary slash group of adversaries. So okay. All right. Because this thing actually plays out like it's a, it plays out like a kung fu movie, like right. um, you know, get to the final master. Even though the plot doesn't really revolve around defeating a fight, there's actually a point to it. But it plays like a latter kung fu movie. Well, as we mentioned, we have all seen this movie. Uh, I believe we all really loved this movie. It's uh, one of my favorites. I remember a similar statement coming from my wife, who is giving me a blank stare right now. I'm going to hold judgment. Okay. Well, it's going to be I remember f- it being the female beastmaster for me. Okay. All right. And I'm 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 excited, it's but I don't want to I don't want to throw out, you know, a, a false positive mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well it, 1981 was also the year they discovered AIDS, but I don't think Abby Nasher had anything. The movie is on YouTube, so make sure to watch it there. Anyways, join us on Monday when we have Torn Atkinson here to discuss the Shandlebergman classic she. In the meantime, Don't listen to your sandwiches. That's our new tagline. Oh, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness. iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at SinkerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper. Yes! In your in! It. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. It's like in your face, but this is all pronouns. Okay. So watch out for pronouns. <laughs> yeah, this is really fun. Yes, this is terrible. <laughs> yes. Yes! In your it! Toots in here. 
and it's going to smell like more toots because he just scared himself. <laughs> why did, Why is it that we come down here and he just starts tooting? Like, that's the thing. Like, upstairs is safe from farts, but downstairs is fart city. Bam, lay down, please. Lay down. He's like, no, it smells. It smells terrible, but it'll smell better closer to the ground than a pyre. He rises. 